Hi, I'm your host, Hugo Boyer, a roboticist from Silicon Valley. Welcome to Quarantine, a podcast that wants to restore human contact in times of pandemic. I'm looking at an article here about CPAP machines, which are used for sleep apnea. But in fact, those machines, they're almost like full-fledged ventilators. They've just been crippled by the software so that the companies can make more money by selling you a lower product for no reason. This kind of thing's got to stop. That's why I believe that we should start building on, on sounder principles. So, I'm a technologist. What are the systems from which we can learn these days? Well, definitely open source and free software movements are great teachers. For example, as a professional software developer, every project I've worked on that was open source is still accessible to me. Any project I've worked on that was owned by the company are not accessible to me because I probably don't work for this company anymore. So this is really empowering to have something that is open source. Now, free software is like a level above where not only things are open source and anyone can look at the the mechanism and how the system works, but also you're not even allowed to reuse it in a system that is not open and doesn't offer the same guarantees. And maybe that's a little too extreme, but either, either solutions are way better than what we have now, which is IP on intellectual property owned by private companies and protected by stupid patents. So, if we try to go a level above, well, a software in itself is not necessarily useful. Very often those systems are, are used to connect people together. So I'm thinking about like websites uh, which offer the page to multiple people that can come at any time or even a network like uh, Messenger, Facebook, things that lets you communicate in real time. So the web infrastructure, uh, it's all based on this idea of these names. You have these URLs and to obtain a URL, you need to pay somebody that owns the right and then they give you uh, temporary usage of that name and that's a, that's a very significant choke point. So for example, if you have a website that is not very popular, it can be easily shut down by uh, having its URL name revoked. Uh, so that's where a second layer of, of teacher system comes in, peer-to-peer systems. Uh, they're often also called decentralized system. So a network like uh, the peer-to-peer file sharing system to download movies, for example, the network starts when there's one node, any node can come in and join, and then there's no super node or, or obvious place to attack the network. And if you want to get rid of the network, you have to kill all the nodes. So this is very strong and resilient. And those are qualities we should admire in systems. Now, if we go a level above, then uh, once we have 
free open source software and peer-to-peer -peer networks, then what we want is, is somewhere where the, the content of the network or the data is, is managed by a transparent consensus. And this is where things like Bitcoin come into play. If you want to imagine Bitcoin, you could imagine it as a, as a file you put on your system. And each day when you look at the file, it's the same file as all the other people who also have the same file installed. Now, how is this different, let's say, from a, a Google search page? Well, Google could define to give some people different search results in a different language or because they're a different place. But with Bitcoin and the consensus, uh, you are guaranteed that the content of that file is not altered in any ways and that everybody has access to the same truth. Because when everybody has the same data, that data can be, it's unalterable. And uh, the way it's done is through this consensus mechanism where you can actually verify individually your the truthness of your file because the content of your file is the content in which there's been the most uh, security computation uh, invested in it. Because it's uh, easy with this proof of work mechanism that the Bitcoin uses to see that this data I'm looking at has required, for example, trillions and trillions of calculation uh, on average to, to, to be created and this enforces the truth of it because you only need to get the information with the most work attached to it to know that this thing is, is, is true and it's impossible to, to make it look like uh, to change the truth because you'd need a huge network of computers to do the more amount of work than what you're trying to replace. So I'm hoping that in the future instead of just bailing out all the rich and making the poor the poor poorer, uh, we're gonna restructure our system and use those better principle as engines for this new way of doing things. Thank you. Enjoyed this episode? Want to contribute one? Check out our webpage at quarantine.podbeam.com. Thank you for listening.